And we're back. What's up, friends? Rivers and Luke back at it again on a Monday afternoon. Uh, great weekend of football, Luke. The Big Ten was back. The NFL was good. The betting was good for this betting. podcast. Betting for the was second time in three Very weeks. good. Very good. That's right. I went eight and four. Luke went six, two, and one on the pod. And uh, he also hit a nice juicy little parlay to splash the bank account with some NFL picks for the people. And, uh, and it was just a delightful little weekend. And uh, Rivers can attest to this, so the people on the, uh, the, on the receiving end of this podcast can know that this is a man of faith and a man of his word. I woke up on Sunday morning and I felt something. Felt something down in my plums, and I went with it. I put six units on the Detroit Lions money line Sunday morning. And, and folks, to Todd Gurley paid off. Folks, when it comes to gambling, when you wake up and you feel it down in your gut, you got to go with it. That's it. My favorite games are the sign from God games. Mm. Like you'll be out walking in the street and it's like Monday and you're just, you know, getting your morning coffee or something. Mm-hmm. And you see like a Las Vegas Raiders jersey in the wild, <laughs> and you're like, "Wait a second, the Raiders play tonight." That's <laughs> weird that I would see that today. Sign from God. You know, it, it works in mystery. I'm like, I want to say I hit it like ninety percent at least on Sign from God games, where I'm just like, you know what? I woke up liking the you know the Cardinals, but. Saw a guy in a Raiders jersey on the side of the road when I was getting my coffee this morning, and since then it's just been Raider Nation, ride or die. I think I, I've come up with a new thing. I can't make bets out of spite. I bet against Michigan. My two losses this weekend were spite bets. I bet against Michigan, and I bet on Kentucky because I wanted to prove a point that I was going to bet on them correctly. Kentucky is off the slip. Not coming back onto my slip ever again. I'm done. I'm finished. Wildcats are a basketball school. I'll see you later. They are a juicy underdog this weekend against Bo Nix and the Auburn Tigers. I'm not doing it, damn it. <laughs> I think your problem you're running into is you're betting on Kentucky as a favorite, and then you're going against them as a dog. Like, they're a very live dog, but they should not be trusted under any circumstances. I'm not gonna, so quit asking. <laughs> There you have it, folks. Um, It was a fun weekend. Should we get into it? Yes. Let's get into it. All right, Luke, back in your little neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. We saw something we haven't seen for some time. College football was back in the Midwest. All those hardy, thick-blooded Midwesterners finally got themselves a little college foos for the people. And your Michigan State Spartans lost to Rutgers. Oof. Hey, you know what? Uh, people keep on bringing this up to me as if it's going to hurt my feelings. Like, I have been predicting Michigan State sucking for the entirety of the offseason. Yes. This, yeah. is a bad, this is a bad football team. Yes. This is a bad quarterback. Yes. I will say the defense played better than I expected. 
And they did as good as one can when you turn over the ball seven times. Yes. So uh, Rocky Lombardi, not good. Uh, I, I don't know what that says about the rest of the quarterbacks on this staff. If that's the guy who beat out everybody else, because man alive, we, uh, this is going to be a long year for me. And, uh, Man, I, I've been actively looking at the Michigan State recruiting trail. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> we're building for the future. We're taking moral victories this year. We're, yes. we're definitely in the business of accepting moral victories this year in uh, East Lansing. Um, Lombardi was the only one who had experience beforehand, before this season. And um, I feel like we've pretty much seen what he can do in one game. And it was not impressive. And I think you got to just go with somebody young who you hope can get better because um, Lombardi ain't it. But Dude, so this is, my, this is my thing for Rocky Lombardi is, like, he should be Taysom Hill. Hmm. He should have one, one read on every play. If yep. it's not there, run. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You, you do not get more responsibility than that. That's what I wanted the Chicago Bears to do for Mitch Trubisky because he can run. He can move. I know, but Rivers, that it's the NFL. You don't you, – that kind of doesn't I'm work. Saying, <laughs> look, man, the Ravens last year designed a whole offense around giving Lamar Jackson, like, one read, and then if it's not there, just freaking run. And he was fantastic, and they were the number one seed. I know um, we're not comparing Mitchell Trubisky to Lamar Jackson. I know that's not what's happening. Put him in the ball. same sort of offense, and he can be more effective than just dropping back and trying to throw the ball and turning it over seven times like Rocky Lombardi. Um, <clears throat> elsewhere in the Big Ten, more bad news for Luke. Michigan looked good. Michigan looked good. They did. Credit you know where what? credit is due. I, I got nothing to say about this. Um, it's hate week now. It's rivalry week. There and uh, for the folks at home, the Rivers and Luke podcast is going to be coming to you live this weekend. That's right. We are going to be in the same place. You're, uh, the, the, the previous members of this podcast, both Mario, Cesar, Rivers, and myself, are all going to be together enjoying each other's company. That's right. COVID friendly, of course. And mm-hmm. uh, we are going to be watching the game. And yeah, I just said the game. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> We're going to be watching the Michigan State Michigan game. Um, early signs is that Michigan is 25 point favorites. <laughs> and like, I get that Michigan played well. I don't think we turned the ball over seven times again. Definitely and I not. think, and I think our defense is a lot is not a lot better, but is better than Minnesota's defense. Yeah, I can buy that. I can buy both those things. Um, I think we gave up what was it like thirty eight points to Rutgers, and half of those came from having like less than twenty or thirty yards to go because we turned over the ball like four times in our own red zone. Look, man the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year gave up the most points in the NFL. And their defense rules. But if you turn the ball over seven times in a game, you're going to give up a lot of points because that's just uh, a lot of short fields, a lot of extra possessions, and that's the way it goes. Um, 
Joe Milton looks really good for Michigan. Uh, college football, I just feel like a really good running quarterback can cover up so many mistakes and, like, just – I don't know. That's – that can take a very average team to a team that's above average. And it's all about quarterback play and whether it's with the legs or with the arm. A good If you don't have a good quarterback in football these days, you're just bad. Yep. It's that simple. And uh, Michigan looks like they got a pretty good one. So um, pretty, pretty happy with the Michigan performance. Got to be, we both picked against them. We had low expectations. Minnesota, I almost come away from that game feeling worse about Minnesota than I do like good for Michigan. Minnesota looked just awful in that second half. Tanner Morgan. I mean, there's no way that's the same guy who played quarterback for them last year. He was, he was atrocious. The only thing I can think of, man, is like, there's two possibilities. Michigan is very good, or Minnesota has taken a gigantic step backwards. And I'm really hoping it's the second one. I think it could be a little column A, a little column B. But there were some thrillers across the Big Ten. Penn State and Indiana, week one, have played the Big Ten's game of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, Indiana is now selling just the tip shirts because they, uh, their quarterback dove for the pylon and just the tip of the ball nicked the, nicked the pylon and knocked it over before his knee hit the ground. And so they won in, in overtime by going for two with just the tip, which I, as a man who had Indiana plus six and a half, I really appreciated that decision to go for two and just end the game right there and not let it go into another overtime. Um, but that game was awesome. Michael Penix, just the tip. I mean, you could not get – I got to tell you, I got to tell you, out of all the humor that was thrown around on our last podcast, the mm-hmm. Penix penis back and forth and him just <laughs> getting the tip for the touchdown. Penix. Talk about, talk, talk about sign from God. There you go. Pe- Michael Penis. Michael Penix. <laughs> penis correct (laughs) uh my purdue boilermakers beat iowa outright good win for me without uh without uh um rondale Moore. yeah yeah jeff brown's a good coach purdue is like a program that is building in the right direction and this may be like as high as you can take them is just like they go seven and six and are frisky Mm -hmm. but i really think he's a good coach and um Good win for Purdue. Good win for Rivers. Um, my Penn State versus your Minnesota bet on who's going to be better this year. Off to a rocky start as both are zero and one. Yeah, not great. <laughs> but that's all right. Elsewhere in the world of college football, um, probably the saddest news of the whole season so far: Jalen mm. Waddle out for the year. I cannot wait for him to fall to like the second round. Uh, maybe like some... 10th. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot of dumb people who are general managers and I have, I have the utmost faith in a couple of things. The lions are going to win enough games to not make the playoffs, but to fuck us out of a good draft pick standard and Waddle is going to be there. And I want to take him so bad. That would be awesome. That would be so awesome. So I, bad. 
I just don't know how you can take any other wide receiver over him. I mean, I don't know how you could take Rondale Moore over Jalen Waddle. Uh, dude, Rondale Moore is very good. Yeah, I guess Jamar Chase from LSU, who's sitting out this year. Yeah, uh, he won the the Litnikoff last year, and he's pretty freaking good. But uh, yeah, that was sad. But Bama comes through minus twenty two for both of us. Gonna be uh, gonna be a little tougher job for old Mac Jones here for the rest of the year with no Jalen Waddle. Yeah, but they have like a thousand dudes on their team who Devontae Smith, Metchie yeah, Jr. I mean, like, like they're fine. I I there's no part of me that feels bad for them. No. I feel bad for Jalen Waddle, but you know, Alabama fan Jim Smith. <laughs> Tough titties, baby. That's the game. Uh Syracuse plus forty six against Clemson, never in doubt. No. One of my one of my favorite bets of the weekend. Um, what a ride it was. There was a second in the third quarter where Trevor Lawrence threw a pick six and Cuse cut it to six points. It was 21-27, like midway through the third. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Could they possibly? And then, no, they lost by like 25. But easily covered the 46, no problem there. Um, you lost on Kentucky again. We're on to we're – on to- other SEC teams. We're on to other SEC. I'm two for I'm two for two on betting for, on Alabama, so I think that might just be the thing I keep doing. Alabama's good. I Dude, can confirm. I know I'd slandered the man a little bit, but is Mac Jones just good? I think he is. I think Mac Jones is good. I was telling you, I was like, he's not, you know, f- fucking Greg McElroy. Like he might be the tier above. He might be in the AJ McCarron tier. And I, I don't think he's, you know, Jalen or Tua, but I think he's pretty damn good. I don't know. I've been impressed with him. Uh, Notre Dame, Shellax, uh, Pitt, who I gave out on the money line. I believe it was like 45 to 9. I may, I may have bullied you into that. Yeah, you may have. I, I like the 9, but, buddy, that 9 did not help me at all. Nope. Uh, Notre Dame looked pretty good. Okay. So let's just like large picture college football the rest of this year. Oh, and also just before we get there, North Carolina absolutely trounces NC State. Delightful for me. Hand in the dirt, tough-nosed performance. NC State was talking about how blue-collar they were and how they were going to put our dicks in the dirt. Oh, well, hey, so uh, I got to ask, you know, was, how was the tension at home? For the folks at home, Rivers uh, dates a, a, a northern or a North Carolina State uh, alumnist. Alumna. Ah. Yes. Uh, the, tension was, uh, the tension was not bad. I tried my best not to bring it up too much. Um, I'm sure she's listening. So, uh, you know, best wishes to your pack. They came in without their quarterback. Uh, which really hurt them. They really didn't throw the ball downfield at all, and they just tried to dink and dunk on us, who we were way more talented than them, anyways. And they were just you, trying to. Do you still think you're going to beat you're going to beat Clemson? I think we are the toughest matchup for Clemson in the ACC, tougher than Notre Dame or Miami. That's all I said. No, you said you I said we could. There's I said a we tweet. could. There's a I said tweet. we could. We could. Yes, we could. Yes, we are the worst matchup for them in the ACC. 100% yes, I agree with that. We're the best offense in the ACC besides them. Their defense can shut down every other ACC team. 
we we played them twenty two to twenty one or twenty one to twenty. It was a one point game last year when we played them. We went for two in in the end of the game. And we lost and we missed and we lost. Mac Brown dialing up the fucking <laughs> option on the goal line with the yeah. game on the line and uh, that was that was pretty dumb. <laughs> Isaiah Simmons confirmed a lot faster than our quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> That was Dude, not close. <laughs> your uh, your baby boy had maybe one of the best blocks of the uh, college football oh season. Oh my god, the pancake from Sam Howell was just absolutely electric. That was the best moment of the game. Was the friggin' reverse with Sam Howell, our quarterback, as the lead blocker, and he just bodied a safety. It was incredible. Doug, that was that that gave me feelings of Connor Cook absolutely meeting the guy <laughs> at the goal line, running him over, and just like screaming. Yes, yes. Connor, right. Connor Cook, remember him? Sure do, pal. Sure do. Mm. Oakland Raider legend. Um, I thought of uh, Sunshine from Remember the Titans throwing those lead blocks for uh... – <laughs> You want to talk about just the most unrealistic, <laughs> like, football clip I've ever seen in a movie. It's Sunshine throwing not one, not two, but three absolute decleating blocks <laughs> on the way to a touchdown. Just devastating blocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god unbelievable they needed to go like 70 yards and their play call was a reverse with the quarterback just laying dudes out i don't know <laughs> that doesn't get talked about nearly <laughs> enough people are too busy talking about what a liability ryan gosling was but not talking about how unrealistic it was for sunshine to just be throwing his shoulder around like these people were fucking peewees bouncing <laughs> off of them. Oh man, he was doing that tai chi in the yard all year, leading up, leading up, getting ready to fucking lay out some defenders from that racist ass school they played in the championship game. He was getting his, he was getting his chakras lined up. They so just put some dicks in the dirt. Dude, I'm trying to remember the exact play call. I just can. I can see it in my head right now with Denzel Washington emphatically chewing gum, just being like something, something, something with the backside reverse, like your life depended on it. Yes. <laughs> but yes, correct. Sunshine confirmed a uh, better blocker than uh, Sam Howell. Take <laughs> 23 blasts with a backside George reverse. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Yes. Unreal. Sam Howell. Anything, Howell, anything what a hero. else in the uh the college football realm? Okay, I was gonna say this is what I was gonna say before I started talking about Carolina NC State. We basically can assume Clemson, Bama, and Ohio State will make the playoff. Dude, I saw Justin Fields throw a pass that might have been one of the greatest passes I've ever seen. He's I mean, unreal. He threw that like fifty or sixty yards in the air and it like landed perfectly in his hands yeah yeah he's awesome there's nothing he can't do on the field he's so talented um, i don't know if i take trevor lawrence before i take justin fields i think i would just because trevor is so far ahead of him in like the like surgical underneath stuff like trevor's up there audible and at the line and like switching yeah. the coverage and stuff like that and like he, uh, that sort of stuff in the NFL is like a huge difference. I don't know why. I just can't get it out of my head. I think he might be a bust. I, Trevor? Like, no, yeah. I, I don't think so. I've had that feeling in my plums for so long, and I can't get away from it. I'm 100% not 
on the Trevor Lawrence is a bust uh, bandwagon. But All right. you know, uh, you know, I got to put it's a it take. out. I got to put it out in the world, baby. Look, man, I said we could be Clemson. This is a podcast not about facts, but about takes. He might be bad. It's possible. He could also just get drafted by the Jets, and you know, be on a bad team that fucking ruins him. It's not beyond the realm of possibility. Um, so who, aside from Ohio State, Clemson, and Bama, who do you think is the fourth team that makes the playoff? Mississippi State. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> Tulane. Um, no. No, I, I don't know, man. I – This is going to suck. I got to see more from Michigan, but. Oh, wow. You know who, you know who I don't hate as a fourth team? Yeah, that's fair. You know who I don't hate as a fourth team? Who? And this is going to piss off a lot of UCF fans. Cincinnati. Cincinnati is number seven and like rolling through people in the S uh, in the AAC. They were conference champs last year. They're probably going to go undefeated this year. Um, you know, we've already seen Alabama versus Georgia and if Georgia beats Florida, then we'll see it again. You know, Clemson is going to absolutely tear through Notre Dame, like nobody's business. And <laughs> Honestly, like, unless Carolina beats Clemson, which, you know, I say is possible, but odds are they're not gonna. There's going to be nobody from these, like, Power Five conferences that's even, like, a respectable second place. I don't – dude, I don't think any of these, like – I don't know what the There's three teams do. that are, like, head and shoulders above everybody else. I don't know what the committee's going to do this year, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. I don't either. I don't either. I mean, I guess if Florida beats Georgia, but then you'll get the SEC championship with Florida against Alabama, and if so Alabama the, kills them, then we don't need to see Florida again. So the reason I I hesitated a little bit with Michigan is because there's a very real possibility that they go into the game against each other undefeated. and uh, They'd have to be Penn State and Wisconsin, but it's not impossible. I mean, Penn State or Wisconsin didn't look like world beaters this week. Penn State definitely didn't. And, and so, if if they go into that week and they're both undefeated and it's close or by some stroke of God, Michigan wins, Yeah, I think you could see a world where Michigan and Ohio State get put into the, the playoff. Because think about – the madness that would ensue if you got a Michigan versus Ohio State playoff game. It would be insane. It would be insane. And the best thing is, like, they they can't – they're in the same division, so they can't meet in the championship game. Yes. So you could have a Michigan team that's 7-1 and one or whatever. Yep. That lost to Ohio State, but it wasn't, like, just the last week, conference yeah. championship week. Yep, yep. Because, like, in the ACC, it's probably going to be Notre Dame versus Clemson twice, and Clemson's going to beat them both times. Correct. And after, like, you've played another playoff team twice, and you've fucking lost both. Like, 
you're not in. You're out. Mm-hmm. I guess we could see one from the Pac-12, but I have my doubts. Like six-game season, I don't know. But Michigan is like very much in it. That's Especially why Joe Milton is as good as he looked this past weekend. I'll say this: if they come out and absolutely pants us, I'm going to be terrified of Michigan being like very good this year. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, they've had they have talent. It's like we said earlier. Like, if you have the quarterback, you can win a lot of football games nowadays. Because they've literally changed the rules for the last twenty years. That are like, how can we make good quarterbacks like as protected and powerful as possible? Also, dude, like, if Jim Harbaugh fumbles again this year, like he just isn't good. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I'm not sold on Michigan as, like, the fourth best team in college football, but they, they, they can't go fucking four and four or five and three. If they lose more than two games this year, I think you got you to gotta think about – you got to pencil in – you can pretty much pencil in a loss to Ohio State. Yeah. And if they lose another one – It'll be disappointing, but it's not the end of the world. Yeah. If they lose if they two lo- more. Yeah, if they lose three. Yeah. And yeah. in a shortened season, pal, get out of town. Yeah, I agree. Especially with that big win to start the season against Minnesota. Which, again, this is all based on the fact that we thought Minnesota was good, which Minnesota could very well just not be good because Minnesota, they lost yeah. a shit ton of players. Yeah, Minnesota could be four and four. And, mm-hmm. you know, that could – it's possible, you know? They didn't look mm-hmm. very good. Second half was atrocious. Um, how about baseball? I was going to say, if we're talking atrocious, I got some stuff to say about baseball. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am so happy that Clayton Kershaw came out and pitched a great game five and was taken out of the game way too early. Way too early. I Saving him from himself, don't you think? maybe but like he was rolling baby yeah and i just think roberts like is out i think everybody talks about clayton kershaw being in his own head i think roberts is in his own head more than anybody else the managerial decisions on both sides of this series have been some serious galaxy brain shit (laughs) holy shit man but that last play in game four was maybe the most exciting play. Not good. Exciting play I have seen in forever. That wasn't a home run. (laughs) Playoff baseball just always gets the drama right. Always delivers. And Joe Buck nailed that call. Yeah, he did. Fucking nailed that call. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. There's just... (laughs) Fucking how can you not be romantic about baseball? It's... Mm -hmm. It literally, the drama, every October, they literally had this fucking Mickey Mouse season. Stupid ass, 162 games cut down to 60, with some teams literally not even making it to 60. Um, and they, they did this basically bullshit season, just so 14 teams could have the playoffs and they could get this drama. And as always... The baseball playoffs have delivered on the drama. I mean, they're, you know, every year going back, you can think of one game where 
it's just like holy shit hold on to your butts people this is insane and i don't know how i don't know what it is about the sport of baseball that lends itself to like such high drama but it's it's and this is why like i'm so thankful that i grew up with the father that i did sometimes because mm-hmm. he made me understand the like chess game of baseball and in the like mundane regular season where you're just like trying to grind it out and get a win like it's not as fun but like during the the playoffs and during like the world series specifically when you know all the stuff that's going on and the changes that are getting made and all this stuff and you're trying to like predict what's happening it's electric dude and you're like trying to guess what like the manager's doing and if he think it's right and the fact that they left in who's the the guy who they had pinch run who ended up hitting the game winner on in Austin four. Meadows. Yes. How the hell do you let him go? I like the stones it takes to be a manager. Like that's a Jim Leland type. I had a feeling about him type, like leaving, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, just awesome. And the, <laughs> the funniest part to me is the guy who scored first to home and, or was he, was he on second? I think he was on second. Yeah, and he got tripped up going to home. He gets home and, like, arguably almost, you know, ended the, the, the inning for them. Everybody just runs past him, doesn't even acknowledge him when they, when they win the game. I'm like, this man just won you the game. He was running. And they're all just like, nope, thank you for your service. We're going to go congratulate the guy who hit the ball really far. Look, man, it's uh... – I don't know, man. The It's something about, like, the bottom. I don't know if it's the inning structure versus, like, having a time clock, you know, like, where, you know, at a certain point you just run out of time. But you are never out of it in playoff baseball. And it's just until the last strike, there's always hope. And I don't know. It's infectious. It's, it's so awesome to see dudes um, glomming onto it and starting to believe. And uh, this has been, it's been, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this championship when it's won. It's like, yes, this was a 60 game season on a sport that prides itself and being like 162 games. You know, it's not like with the NBA, at least before the bubble, you had pretty much a full season worth of games to determine who was actually good and who was not. Um, But 60 out of 160, I mean, you could, and literally everybody was in the mix except for the fucking Red Sox until the final day. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, I probably will think of this as like sort of a cheapened championship. But I mean, if the Dodgers win it, then, you know, at least they got the monkey off their back. And if the Rays win it, then it's just an awesome story. I think this Rays team is great. I, I love them. them. I, it's impossible not to love this team. A Rosarena is an electric factory. G-Man Choi is incredible. I love that guy. My sweet Asian fat boy. I yes, love him. 260 oh. pounds going into a full split at first. Incredible. Oh, God. I just, I, I think, I want this to go seven. I mean, there's no way it shouldn't go seven. Me too. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. But that's that's about all I had for baseball. I I'm I'm happy that it's exciting. I'm happy that it wasn't just you know, blowout win, blowout win, blowout win, and like we actually are getting to see some some baseball. Yeah, me too. Um, we got an ad. 
<laughs> you got any ads uh, for me? Um, what can I find on my desk? Uh, uh, ibuprofen. <laughs> Kroger brand. <laughs> Best in the biz. Twin Peaks. This episode <laughs> is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Actually, I think we should just start hammering Twin Peaks and just being like, hey, guys, <laughs> we're going to keep annoying the, our audience with your ads for free. We want you to pay us eventually. Exactly. Exactly. Shout out Twin Peaks. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, the NFL. Great weekend of NFL football. Highlighted, I think we can agree, by last night's game, the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Just nuts and – um weird coaching decisions down the stretch by both teams again in this one uh Kingsbury ices his own kicker he misses they get an immediate interception by Russell Wilson who maybe fumbled the bag on his MVP lead um but my biggest takeaway was just like Kyler versus Russ in that division for the next 10 years or whatever is gonna be so fucking awesome I gotta say, Kyler Murray is just like if he can get some level of consistency to his game, yeah. like look look out because he yeah. is. <laughs> and ever since somebody pointed out that like he runs like the really poorly behaved short kid in like gym <laughs> class, I cannot stop seeing that every time he runs and it's the funniest thing in the world to me it's where like the top half of his body doesn't move at all and his legs just run very very quick and like kind of sprawled out beyond baba e kyler murray (laughs) correct no offense gian (laughs) shout out gian um yeah i mean it's a weird team they've lost to the lions and the panthers who i think we would both agree they're better than hey 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 that's a 500 team you're talking about there, pal. I think we would agree that the Cardinals are probably better than the Lions. Probably. Oh, and they've won It's at, a damn shame they didn't beat us. It is a damn shame. And they've won at San Fran, and they've beaten Seattle, who was, you know, 5-0. and So it's, it's an up-and-down team. They'll lose to some teams they're better than. They'll beat some teams that maybe they're not as good as. But they're always fun. And Kyler is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Russell Wilson, what did he throw? Three picks last night? Two picks? Three picks. Okay. Three picks last night. Um, do you think he lost the top spot for MVP? Would you go a different direction if it ended a day? What do you think? I'm still just on the camp that Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football and like nobody can really tell me different. Um, yeah, I mean, he is. And honestly, if we're going like further down the depth chart, Aaron Donald might even be having a better season than Russell Wilson right now. Cause like Aaron Donald is just like single-handedly has more QB pressures and more sacks than the entire Detroit Lions team. So <laughs> like, I don't know. That's just, uh, that's like one of those little things I just can't get out of my head. Yeah. Aaron Donald's been unreal. Um, definitely Rogers deserves a mention. Uh, outside of that atrocious game against Tampa. And honestly, you're going to roll your eyes. If you say fucking Tom Brady, I'm going to punch you in the throat. But Tom Brady. Jesus Christ. I'm not having this conversation. He's getting it rolling. Stop. When he is protected by the offensive line, there's still nobody better. 
and he can't make things happen with his legs. He can't run out of pressure. He throws the ball away more than all these playmaker types. Um, but when he gets time, man, he still uh, is just as good as there is. And um, see, you see what is happening in New England with all those skill players, you know, and lack thereof. And then you see Tom Brady making Scotty Miller look like an all-pro in Tampa. It's just Sorry, who? Scotty who? Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller time. That guy's going to fade away to oblivion here in about a week. Uh, I don't know. I, he, Tom Brady definitely likes throwing to him more than he likes throwing to Mike Evans. Antonio Brown's going to get every single reception here in about a week until, you know, he, I don't know, freezes off his feet again. <laughs> that was so weird. Uh, he definitely likes Godwin a lot. Godwin, every game that Godwin has played, he's been the number one guy. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. New England looks like a mess, and Brady looks like it's – they're clicking on offense now. Mm-hmm. They're figuring some stuff out. And that defense is unreal, like I've been saying all year. Um, but I think I would also go with Mahomes mm-hmm. if I had to vote today. I just – he's – every time you watch him, you're just like, yeah, no, he's just the best player on the football field. Like yeah. there's – and it's not even close. And Russ has the most, you know, late-game dramatics. He won the game against the Vikings. He won the game against uh, – oh, God, who was it? The other one that he had that was unreal. The, oh, the Patriots. And the Falcons. And the Falcons, yes, correct. Um, for, so, we're talking about late-game dramatics and the Falcons – we got. Uh, it's okay. We can talk. We got about something it. to talk about, pal. We can talk about it. <laughs> My Detroit Lions have. Uh, they've started something that I don't care for. <laughs> yes. And what would that be? They've put together the groundworks for a winning streak, and I do not care for it. Not a bit. Who we got next week? We got the Colts. Mm, Colts it's not not winnable. I have said from the start at before the Jacksonville game. Yes. The next seven games, including the Jacksonville game, were winnable games. Yes. A good team would win six out of those seven games. I mean. That's not the level that the Lions are at yet. Hey, I, I'm not talking about level of Lions. I'm talking about being realistically excited for this just horrendous football team. So your standard for getting excited about the Lions is 10 and 3, 10 and 4, or 9 and 9 and 4. Correct. That's too high of a standard. Come on. I'm not getting excited. No, I'm. I, fuck you. I'm not allowing. I, I have. You're not the one who's been hurt by this team year after year after year after year. It's good to have fail safes. I'm not getting excited until this team wins at least. Because who do we got? We've beaten Jacksonville. We've beaten the Falcons. We got the Colts next week. We got the Vikings week after that. We got the Washington football team after that, and we got the Panthers after that, and then we got the Texans. Your biggest game of the season is two weeks from now at the Vikings. You have to win that game. We have to win both of these upcoming games. I think so, too. 
I think if you win these two games, like, you are starting to look legit. I swear to God, if I have to go through this with goddamn Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, I have – fuck, man. Who's a gutsy win, dude? Stafford looked amazing. Hey, been... you know what? I will I, – I generally am a person who doesn't like to get excited about the Lions, but God damn it, how can you not love Matt Stafford? Say nice things about the Lions. Stafford looked amazing. Kenny Galladay is legitimately a top 10 wide receiver in the league. TJ Hawkinson is a piece. DeAndre Swift is a piece. They've done a good job drafting. Run defense was good. <laughs> exactly. Maybe Todd Jeff- Jeffrey Okuda still refuses to stop falling in coverage, which is just, <laughs> like, so funny to me. It's tough as, like, a rookie to just be like, okay, you're our number one cornerback. Go guard Julio Jones. Go guard Calvin Ridley. Go guard Michael Thomas. Go guard Devontae Damn. Adams. A.J. Terrell was the number one cornerback for the Falcons to doing a fine job against Kenny Galladay. <laughs> just a fine job. Oh, brother. Kenny Galladay uh, had a good game. I don't want to hear about it. Um, Kenny Galladay did have a good game. He actually he had two probably of the biggest catches of the game. Where, one where he, I thought, for sure broke his back. But <laughs> um, I'm not excited yet. Was it a good win by the Lions, or was it just the Falcons – Falconsing. I got to tell you, pal, like I've said for a while, it's been years since I felt like the Lions have won a game. <laughs> More times than not, it's the other team losing the game, and we happen to just be on the receiving end of it. That picture of your linebackers like pushing Todd Gurley into the end zone and looking at the ref being like, touchdown, touchdown, <laughs> he's in. So goddamn funny, just so they can get the ball back. Such a heady move by Jamie Collins. It was a heady move by Jamie Collins. That's that Bill Belichickness that uh, you know you you get what you pay for in the free agency. They know how to play end of game scenario. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, Steelers Titans was awesome. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of that just because of the Lions game. Um, mm-hmm. But I did have red zone, so I was seeing the back and forth. Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't care what anyone says. Big Ben is awesome. Big Ben is so awesome. Big Ben is awesome. He And, like, not just awesome. Like, I think he's a cool guy. Well, he's definitely not a I cool don't. guy. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> a little. Big Ben is good. Yes. But still, we thought he was done, like, two, three years ago. And he sat out all of last year, and they played Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges, and it was a disaster. But, dude, he is good. Dude, you know the Steelers are going to trade to get Sam Darnold. I wouldn't mind that one bit. I would love that for Sam Darnold. Culture of winning. Receivers Not. like Juju and, uh, you know, Claypool. Yeah. Ebron. Oh, boo. Boo. Ebron is a weapon on the Steelers, bro. That's because um, he was too much of a coward. Couldn't catch a fastball. <laughs> Well, he's catching these floaters from Roethlisberger, no problem. <laughs> yeah, I know that. He literally did catch a floater. Roethlisberger had that that one play where he just was, like, running around and then just, like, flipped, flipped one up in the air. Yeah, like backhand. Called, like, a fair catch while he was under it. <laughs> yeah, Ebron's been good. I mean, Claypool's unbelievable. Juju finally looked alive. He had, I think, 10 catches. And then they had some other guy who I've never even heard of who had 10 catches, like Deontay Thomas or something, um, who was unbelievable. 
Yeah, I, uh, I love, I, I love the way Big Ben plays football. Don't love him personally because of you know obvious reasons, but I have nothing bad to say about Big Ten's football game. <laughs> Big Ben's football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Stephen Gostowski, buddy, it's time to hang it up. He's not good anymore. He is confirmed bad. Deontay Johnson, not Deontay Thomas. Mm. Deontay Johnson was the wide receiver. Um, Derrick Henry, also you could throw in that MVP conversation, honestly. He even like down 10 points in the fourth quarter. The Titans were like, no, we're still just going to hand it off to Derrick Henry and like we're going to score touchdowns. Like this is still a fine way to run the offense. And uh, I mean, he was just bowling people over. Tannehill looked good. Um, and you know, their one weakness turned out to be the kicking game. (sighs) Kickers, man, what are you going to do? Cost me money. Imagine having a kicker who doesn't hit clutch shots for you in clutch time. Could not be me. Gostkowski was good when he was my kicker and now he sucks. So, you know what? I appreciate that. Anything else grab your uh, attention from the NFL yesterday? Young quarterbacks grabbed my attention yesterday. Burrow-Herbert rookie of the year race is heating up, and it is very fun. Justin Herbert's going to finish with a better record just because he has a better team. Yep. Joe Burrow is going to be a fucking superstar. I think he may already be a superstar. Like, he is amazing. At, like, I, it's a shame that they lost. Because I really do think that, like, Joe Burrow does everything in his power to put these guys in position to win every single week. And I hope that he doesn't get, like, discouraged by the shit that he has to put up with being a part of this organization. But how can you not love Joe Burrow, man? I mean, he's just the best. Fun fact, Joe Burrow, stat of the day. He is one 300-yard passing game away from tying Andrew Luck for the rookie record in a single season for most 300-yard passing games ever by a rookie. It's week seven. (laughs) Joe Burrow's going to start or retire criminally early. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he he just was more interested in engineering. (laughs) I'm surprised that we haven't had any uh, mumblings about uh, Andrew Luck coming back anytime soon. Feels yeah. like we're, feels like we're due for one of those one of those uh, one of those rumors. I mean, bro, the Cowboys need a quarterback, and that division is up for the taking. Still, if the Cowboys were to get Andrew Luck, they become. I mean, their defense would still suck, and their line would still suck, but they'd be easily the best team in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, honestly, even if they were to get Fitzpatrick, or like Jameis. Or Trubisky. I don't think Jameis Winston's going to have a starting job anytime soon. I don't know, bro. He led the league in passing yards last year. He's one of like 10 quarterbacks ever to throw for 5,000 in a season. I know, but it's easy to Plus, do that. Plus, you forget, he got corrective eye surgery. He, he saw the LASIK eye specialist, Dr. Romani. I, he thrusts his eyes to Dr. Romani. Trust my eyes to Dr. Romani. You should too. Um... I I don't know, man. I just think if it doesn't work, if he doesn't, like, make it work in 
New Orleans, it might just not work anywhere. I guess. I don't know. But it seems like New Orleans' plan for the future is literally Taysom Hill quarterback, like after Breeze retires. So Jameis should be available. Jameis is better than Taysom Hill. Yeah, like over the course of a season, I think so. Like, and I, I just don't see why – I really don't understand why Taysom Hill gets as much love as he does. Sean Payton fucking loves Taysom Hill. It's know, the weirdest like, thing. What for? And it's always like third and three on the five-yard line, and he's like, oh, yeah, Taysom Hill. And it's like, no, dude, you have Drew Brees. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'd much rather give myself like a fighting chance to do a passing play in that situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but other than that, dude, not not a whole lot of stuff really grabbed my attention. Um, the Saints fucking survived against the Carolina Panthers, dude. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater deserves respect, and he deserves it now. Absolutely, he does. I got nothing but respect for Teddy Bridgewater. I I friggin' love Teddy Bridgewater, dude. Every time the Saints like went down and scored a touchdown, and you thought that Carolina was just gonna roll over and die, they didn't. Nope. And, dude, their offense has no business being as good as it is. I got to tell you, out of their the, offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, whoever hires this dude as a head coach is oh going to become man. a wagon. I need Joe Brady on my football team. Like, I need <laughs> fucking blood in my veins. I, uh, I need Matt Patricia to start losing, and I need competency <laughs> in the front office to see that this man is a genius. He is. <laughs> And man alive, do I just love seeing myself myself being right, this podcast being right, that you should never in a million years pay a goddamn running back. <laughs> Ever. Correct. Correct. The Panthers, very good with Mike Davis. Dude, even the San Francisco 49ers, like Raheem Mostert goes down. They put in some dude I've never fucking heard of, and he's putting up 100 yards rushing. Yeah, like, dude from the... uh, Utah or whatever. Yeah, man. It's just like, why, why, why would you ever pay a fucking running back? I don't get it. I wouldn't. You wouldn't see me doing it. Uh, the only person who is, like, somewhat showing that it's worth it is Derrick Henry, and that's just because, like, he's an anomaly. And yeah. I don't think people should be that large and be able to run that fast and be that quick. Uh Seems a little unfair to me, but I think uh, Taylor Lewan going down with an ACL tear hurts the Titans' chances of like being Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, that but... offensive line is like so. Just that offensive line and running Derrick Henry is like so their identity, and he's you know obviously a beast. I and... think they're gonna. I think they're gonna end up switching Jack Conklin over to the left tackle, and they'll put somebody at the right tackle because Jeff. That's where Conklin played for us in Michigan State. Didn't Conklin sign with the Browns? Oh, shit, you're right. He's not on their team anymore. Yeah. Hold on. Um, Where but, did he sign with? Yeah, the Browns. Yeah, he did sign with the Browns. You're right. But, yeah, I don't know. Then, Taylor yeah, Luan, I have no idea Taylor Lewan's is a big miss for them um, going forward. Tannehill was fine. He got him in position on that final drive, and fucking Goskowski just missed the kick. Um, but he also had a really bad – uh, intentional grounding on the final drive that basically fucked them and forced them to think like long field goal instead of like, let's go score the touchdown. 
Uh, quick thoughts and prayers for Odell Beckham Jr. Get that man out of Cleveland. Now's the time. Dude, I cannot believe that Baker Mayfield backed himself into a win that game. Infuriates me. Baker Mayfield played really well down the stretch. I know it was the Bengals' defense, but Baker Mayfield played well down the stretch. I'll say I'll give him that. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Looks like he's actually a good wide receiver when he has a quarterback who can throw the ball competently further than 20 yards. Oh, you mean not Shea Patterson? Correct, not Shea Patterson. Oh, okay. The man that Jim Harbaugh started in front of this guy, Joe Milton, because (laughs) I still don't get that and won't get that for quite some time. Confirmed dumb. Uh, Monday Night Football tonight, Bears-Rams. Luke has the under 45, and I have Chicago plus six. I was eight and five this weekend, moving me to a smooth 37-34-1. Luke was six, two, and one this weekend. No, dude, I'm, you're shorting me. No, bro. Because I had I had Michigan or I had Rutgers, I had Alabama, I had Boise State. I, I have had all Green, those written down. I had Green Bay, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chargers, the you did Cardinals. Not give out the Chiefs. Oh, I didn't. I put them on my uh-uh. slip. Shit. Uh-uh. I didn't give it out, but it is on my slip. Okay. Um, well, I mean that's you know because all encompassing. I if went, people don't know about it. That's true. Because then that would have been yeah one two three four. Five, six, seven, eight, and then nine with the the Lions. I went nine, two, and one this weekend. Including the parlay and the Lions. Not including the parlay. The parlay is separate. Oh. What is the other one besides the Chiefs? Uh the Cardinals and the Lions. Okay, bro. Rutgers one. Bama two. Boise three. Green Bay four. Chargers five. Cardinals six. Chiefs seven. Which you didn't give out on the pod, so still six. Lions eight. You didn't give out on the pod, still six. (laughs) And the Bengals pushed. Hey, man. You know what didn't get put out on the pod? My fat-ass bank account on my gambling site. Bam. Suck it, haters. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, Luke's hot. Ride with him tonight. Under 45. <sighs> Anything left to say to the people, the haters and losers who can't believe that you uh, are maybe possibly going to pull this back to 500 and maybe even above? Darkest before the dawn. Pride comes before the fall, baby. People forget that. See ya. See ya.